Hi, it's Greg and Lucky. And this is our podcast. If you don't catch us from 5 to 9, this is what you missed. About 4,500 women were asked to name the physical features of their best sexual partner. Top of the list, Lucky. Okay. Beards. Wow. Look at you as we sit here on Facebook Live. Right, yeah. I was going to shave, too. This was just out of pure laziness. As I look into the camera on Facebook Live, I wonder if nose hair is also (laughs) one of the signs of it. Keep going down that list. (laughs) Second on the list, brown eyes. Hey. So I'm not just full of it. I'm 0 for 2. (laughs) What else you got? Listen, I I still believe I give my best. Piercings? Uh, No, can't help you there. Broad shoulders? Uh, yourself a broad-shouldered man? Not really. I wouldn't be, I don't think I'm stocky. No, and I'm certainly not broad-shouldered. I'm I'm shaped like a question mark. I'm shaped like Mr. Burns on The Simpsons. (laughs) Uh, Tattoos? Uh, Considering, but no. Brown hair? Yeah, it's it's dark. It's darker than brown. Very dark brown, yeah. I don't think it's quite black. I think it would be brown. You got almost an Elvis thing going on there from the comeback special. <laughs> With that dark flowing mane of yours. Good thing the camera doesn't go lower because the belly's there too. <laughs> no, not in the 68 comeback. No. Oh, no, no. He was on top of it then. Kind of fell apart like a decade later, but or less than a decade later. Just go and look. Want to talk about a, a collapse. In 68, the black leather, the tan, right. skinny, on top of it all. Less than a decade later, ballooned up. Well, not good. Keep eating those peanut butter and yeah. banana sandwiches on the toilet, and you'll yeah. find out why. Full meal every 20 minutes, they say. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Um, a snail trail of hair down from their belly button is a sign of a great sexual partner. This is what women have said their yeah. best sexual partners have had? Mm, missing out there, too. <laughs> Although... I don't think hair grows on a mountain. I got a lot of belly button lint. Oh, okay. Does that count? Yeah, I don't think so. Small feet. <laughs> Wait Sign a, a minute, great really? Who knew? I got small feet. Wow. Although the uh, fungus-filled toenails don't help <laughs> matters much. But I'm like a size eight or nine. I think that's a small foot. All right. What size shoe are you? Ten. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> You're no good. So I got one thing going for me. Okay. Small feet. <laughs> Glasses. Okay. All right, there you go. There you go. I got two. And high cheekbones. Maybe. No. Sunken eyelids. Does that help? <laughs> That drawn out look. <laughs> I've got that kind of heroin. Anyhow, so there you go, Lucky. You should take that home and post it on the fridge and show Adrian. Right. Top two things that the ladies say was the best feature of their sexual partner or best sexual partner. Till she introduces me to some stocky, brown eyed, size six ex that she dated with a big beard. <laughs> Full. How's Coop? He had a surgery yesterday, right? Uh, no, no, it's today. Oh, it's He's today. going in this morning. Does he know? Have you talked uh, to him about it? He seemed, well, we, we had uh, <laughs> we had a good family cuddle with him last <laughs> night, and he uh, he had a good lick of the area, which uh, yeah. he will uh, be licking wounds from this point on. 
Now, he's a purebred, yes? No. No. He's a mix? Mutt. He's a mutt. Okay. No, he's not a full mutt now. He's, he's a Pomeranian poodle. Because. So a mixed breed. But you got him from a breeder, right? Right. Well, okay. yeah. Okay. Only because I know, like, when my parents got Murphy, and, and he was a Shih Tzu, they had to sign off that they weren't going to breed him with the breeder. They right. would pay one price. Yes. Because, you know, they don't want, you don't want to sell the dog to somebody for $1,000, and then they go off and breed it and. So, but if you want to breed, you can. I guess there's probably licensing and legal issues. But uh, so instead of say a thousand dollars, if you say no, no, we are going to breed them, then you got to pay like fifteen hundred or mm. something, right? So, he, but you didn't have to sign off on anything like that. No, not in, in COVID times either. Those prices uh, escalate oh, as sure. well. Sure, but uh, no, and and it, you know, it's our choice. There's a, there's a number of different factors as to why you may want to do it, and yeah. spade or neuter your pet. Well, it settles right? them down a little bit. I understand. Uh, it can. Yeah. Yes, and it can uh, also, you know, uh, not lead, or I guess prevent uh, some cancers later on as well. If we were neutered, we'd settle down. <laughs> uh, why, why so close? Uh, well, uh, you know. Look down. <laughs> I got nothing. <laughs> right. Uh, yeah. I'm a little amazed at the price. What does it cost to, to do get it? it done? It's like 500 bucks. And they're like the size of, like smaller than marbles. Well, and it's to Are remove something. <laughs> It's not like you're adding them. Welcome to oh, dog ownership. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if he was going in and getting nuts, I'd be like, okay. <laughs> we I, can, I can see something, some progress here. <laughs> see what I've paid for. Yeah. Yeah. Ah, got to do it. Otherwise, too, they, they get really, as they get older, they just, they hump everything. They get humpy, yeah. Oh. Yeah, I he's remember. got a pillow that he just. Goes to town on? Whoo. <laughs> If this pillow could talk. It's been violated. Oh, my goodness. The pillow was just lying around on the couch, minding its own business for years. Oh, yeah. Like you'll take him for a walk, and he'll come back in, and man. <laughs> Go to town. Yes. <laughs> and there's time. Like, we'll just be sitting and eating quietly, and you just hear, like, the going on in the background. Like, what the hell? Now, have you had to explain to the boys what he's doing? Uh, no, I think they get it. They get it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they just kind of laugh. Like, whoa. Hey, Dad. Mom, I hear that same noise coming out of your room. <laughs> it's the dog. It's the dog on the pillow. <laughs> it's not your mom and I. <laughs> yeah, my uh, my grandparents had this poodle that they never got fixed. Mickey was his name. And this thing would just... The second you walked in the door, he'd be on your leg. And, and you just had to let him finish. Right. You know. <laughs> I felt bad for him. Like Eddie in Christmas Vacation. Yeah, pretty much. If he gets a hold of you, just let him finish. <laughs> or better. Uh, people were asked about uh, their dogs. And more than half of people, dog owners, say they kiss their dog more than they kiss their significant other. Wow. Huh. Now, does that mean, like... Like just in general kisses or like when they go for one kiss, it's like like smoochy kind of thing. I assume it's smoochy kind of thing. Wow. I would guess. Yeah. You know, some people some people let their, their dog, you know, lick their face, whatever. I've seen others who just get right in there. Yeah. <laughs> Porn Full going on. on. Yeah. Uh, most say they would put themselves in danger to save their dog. Right. 
You know, I think most people would. It becomes a member of your family. I don't know what put yourself in danger means. Say Coop gets out the door, dashes across the street, car coming down. you got to run out and grab him, but chances are you're going to get hit by that car. Does Coop go or do you go? Well, I mean, I would run out and try to get the car's attention. Right. You know, if it's uh, if it's the bus, which is so crazy because dogs, like, he'll, he'll yap at a bus and try and chase it down. Sure. Like, what the hell are you going to do? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the surgery, they should fix that part of them. That's right. That costs a lot more money. Right. Bus should stop one day and just let him catch it. Yeah. See what he does. Yeah, what are you going to do? Yeah. Let's let's see. Uh, many uh, like their dog more than some people they know. Uh-huh. Uh, that's always been a saying, right? Right. Uh, dogs are more loyal and Man's loving. best friend. Yeah. Some have canceled plans to stay in with their dog. So I invite you out for a drink one night. Remember when we used to be able to go out and do that? Yeah. And then you call me and go, ah, I got to, uh, I got to clip my toenails or something. But really, you just <laughs> right. want to stay in with your dog. Yeah. Oh, but that. People let their dog hang out with them when they're sitting on the toilet. Well, I guess, I guess if you're an open door pooper, mm-hmm. and then the dog has, uh, I, I mean, I don't know what's hanging out. The dog does it. He goes wherever he wants to go. Mm-hmm. And there are those who let their dog drink from their glass of water. <laughs> no, thanks. My aunt <laughs> and her, man, I guess my cousin, they have a dog that they, they treat like it's, it's almost somebody needs therapy, how they treat this dog like a human being. Right. It sits literally at the table with them and drinks out of their wine glass. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. We're a long line of drunks. <laughs> even, even the pets are getting into it. Oh, this is a good day for Craigie. It's National Drink Wine Day. <laughs> Fill her up. This is the day it's yeah. okay? Yes. <laughs> one day a year. It's the one day yeah. you got an excuse. So instead of my happy hour, four to six, or happy hours, I'm going to get into it around, <laughs> I get home around uh, 9.15, 9.30. I'll start around 9.30 this oh, morning. little early buzz. <laughs> Somebody who just gave it up for Lent is like, ah, oh, crap. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> See how unfair the world is. Um, people were asked when they're drinking wine, how many glasses do you usually put down in one sitting? And about three quarters of us say one to two glasses is usually okay. their limit. About 9% say they drink at least five glasses or finish the entire bottle. Wow. That's welcome, a lot. Welcome to my group. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I, you know, I, as I mentioned to you the other day, I've, I've, I've cut it back where I, I stop drinking uh, once dinner is done. And uh, I think part of that reason is uh, one, I just realized that, you know, it can get uh, a little out of hand at times. And I, I'm starting to uh, get a tad embarrassed that I'm in the wine kiosk as much as I am. Like every woman that works there knows me. <laughs> know you by name. They know my story. <laughs> they know Maria. They know the kids. Now, do you have a, do you go full on like a special wine glass? With no. a stem, or will you just... I We have those stemless wine glasses, because yes. we have broke all those stemmed glasses years ago. Yeah, we as well. Yeah. No, I don't have a particular... Like, the lovely Maria's got a nice stemmed queen glass that I bought her years ago. She'll uh, she'll drink from that. But I'm usually just out of a beer stein. <laughs> Good jug of red. Yeah, that's right. Just give me a straw. Um... <laughs> Merlot seems to be the favorite of most uh, wine drinkers, and then Zinfandel. I'm a cab kind of guy. Yeah, cab staff. Yeah, I like, I like, I like it all really. I like white. I like red. <laughs> Which one would you turn down? 
I don't think I would. <laughs> Sparkling grape juice. <laughs> That's right. That's right. The one without the alcohol. The night train. <laughs> yeah, no, I don't. I don't know that I've uh, stumbled upon a wine. I mean, I guess, you know, you maybe you don't like the flavor as much as others, but I've uh, I've grown to uh, to be able to get through it. Have you ever done it. the home brew of it? Uh yes, I've done the like home the wine. Yeah, my parents, I think one year they made it. You know, home wine is like uh, home beer. You know, you make it, and then you say, oh, it tastes just like Coors Light, right? Right, and yeah. And your first couple of sips, you go, oh, yeah, yeah, it kind of does. And then by the time you finish the first bottle, you go, this doesn't taste it anything at all like a Coors Light. I remember this uncle of mine that would, uh, every time you went over there, it would, it would be pushing this home wine on you. Right. And you're like, and I really don't want to drink this. See, I don't mind it. I've gotten <laughs> it's used to all right. My but... mother-in-law, of course, that's all they drink. Right. right? Yeah. Yeah, well, but listen, they're they're crushing it themselves. They're not just pouring it out of a, a juice box. <laughs> <It's>... <laughs> and and bottling it into whatever bottles they had available. She's funny because she'll have, like, the big vat of it in the cantina in the basement. And she'll, like, send me with a pickle jar to fill it up. Like, there's no... <laughs> Can I go? Go, go, go get the, go get some more wine for me. Then. Okay, where's the bottle? You're using this a can. Of- right. Well, she's just trying to get you out of the room so she can ask Maria, why are you still with what this guy? What are you guy? doing? What are you doing? Yeah. You know we got Anthony down at the street. He's a good guy. He's a good boy here. He's out of work, though, know, because he hurt his back. He's got the compensation. Right. Um, very few of us buy the box wines. It's funny because I was, again, talking to my best friends at the wine kiosk, and they said the box wine sales have been huge mm-hmm. through the roof because, of course, of the pandemic, right? Like wine on tap. You got that right. And uh, I've come across a few that aren't that bad. Actually. Well, they're fine. Yeah. They're fine. And some of us say that we always cry when we drink wine. <laughs> always? Yeah. <laughs> I guess Maria's drinking all the time. <laughs> that must be the answer. So, uh, as uh, mentioned, after the long weekend, lovely Maria and I had dropped our youngest off in Ottawa. He's quarantining there for a couple of weeks, and then he's off to none of it to uh, write for the paper up there, start his journalism career. So he's gone uh, probably for, I guess, a couple of years, unless he bails on none of it and says, "This is I'm having none of this. I'm having none of it. That's right. <clears throat> our eldest is in England and will be back in August, so... Perhaps him and his girlfriend might find our couch again. So we might not be empty nesters forever. But right now, we are. And it's a little different this time because in the past, when one of them was gone, the other one was either around or on his way back. Right. Or somebody was staying at our place, be it uh, Daniel, our oldest, his girlfriend, or whoever might have been. The door was a bit revolving. This feels now like for the next little while, at least six months, we're on our own. Well, you've got one out of country and the other at the edge of it. Yeah, and Baffin <laughs> Island, for crying out loud. <laughs> so I will say that, you know, for the first time in 20-something years, we're not responsible for raising anybody. Right. And it's interesting when you become an empty nester, much like when you first get married, uh, people, when you first get married, say to you, when are you having babies? When are you having kids? Right. When you become an empty nester, and we've only been an empty nester for like 48 hours, people say to me now, are you getting a puppy? Wow. No. <laughs> getting a puppy? I don't want to have to clean up after something or feed something. I, You know, I love this kind of no responsibility right now. Gotcha. I don't want more responsibility. Right. 
So we are, uh, I at least am kind of enjoying it. I know that Maria's uh, having a tougher time with it because she's got the the mama blues a bit. Both Mm -hmm. of her boys have spread their wings and flown away, and I kept trying to push them out of the nest. (laughs) (laughs) But a couple of positives, I guess. One of them is uh, certainly our food bill, I already noticed, has dropped. Right, Considerably. Just two of you now. Like dinner last night, after I went out and got all the ingredients for this soup I made, was like $17. (laughs) And it was leftovers. Did that include the booze? No, the booze cost more. (laughs) But there is this kind of quietness in the house, and we don't have a big house by any means. But it's already more house than we actually need, like with just the two of us, you know. Between the basement and the back room and the living room area. Although I guess there's three bedrooms now. We could both have our own if we wish. Well. <laughs> that could be coming. <laughs> you might not have a choice in that matter. <laughs> well, which which leads me to uh, to an interesting question. And I, 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 I want to observe this in mm. your relationship over the next uh, few months, at least, as your, your empty nesters. Mm-hmm. Because it is just the two of you for the first time. I've noticed... Uh, you know, when you have, when there's kids in the household that, uh, you know, when you're in the midst of your, uh, discussions, mm. your, your, your healthy debates <laughs> right, yes. between couples, mm-hmm. uh, sometimes when there's another party in the house, uh, you know, that they'll get their attention, right. And they'll just kind of float into the room, not get involved, right? but they'll just kind of float in and, you know, kind of check on to see everything's okay. And if you two are at full volume. Right. Yeah. Well, that tends to stem the tide a lot right. in things. And, right. you know, we're just talking things through. And at least, you know, it may continue on later, mm-hmm. but by the time that happens, we've all forgotten what the hell we were arguing about in the first place. <laughs> That's right. I've gotten nappy. <laughs> right. Yeah. So... I, you know, I'm wondering, without that buffer zone mm. of that third body in the household, does it, is it World War Three? No, no, I'm not going to say it's going to happen, you know, the first 72 hours. Right. But as the, uh, the days and months drag on. Well, I will let you know, I'm sure, if there is a uh, complete <laughs> meltdown in my home at some point. I, I would hope that we have been together for so long now that we know uh, either what buttons to avoid right. pushing or maybe it's just the fact that as you age, you know, you you slow it all down a bit. You're not so heated and angry and emotional and wound up about stuff. And I also think we both kind of just know our roles in the mm. house, you know. So it's not like someone's coming home for dinner and it hasn't been cooked and now you got to fight over who's cooking dinner. I know my roles. Maria does her thing. We kind of avoid each other in those departments. She does laundry. I cook. I shovel the snow mostly and put out the garbage. She fixes the furnace (laughs) and does all the handiwork around the house. So we kind of, I think we're at a stage in our life now because, yeah, certainly when, and 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 the fact that there's no kids, I think stops a lot of fights. Because I think kids, they don't mean to cause problems. Right. But they're just, they are problems. Right. Yeah. And And some of the fights generate because of them. That's right. And, And so everything's a lot more emotional when you're younger and you're raising your children. I think, I think we're in a calm spot. You're right. And maybe, maybe, you know, knowledge of each other, having lived together for 25, 30 years, that, that changes things. I've always amazed when you see couples who date for years and Mm. years and then they get married or move in together and it's done within months. One of the things that you have to be aware of, and this is the only advice I can give because someone gave it to me and I'm glad I listened because a lot of great advice has passed me by, but uh, someone said to me, make sure you continue to be friends. And Maria said to me once, and I've never forgotten it, that before there was kids, there was us. And you have to remember 
in a marriage, in any relationship, because you, you get these kids and then you kind of forget about one another because you're so focused on the children. And you stop being like, I don't know, maybe not as intimate as you once were or you're not connected to one another. You, you know, you're supposed to be. And one of the great things about a marriage, and hopefully most have it, is that you're friends to begin with, that you like each other's company. But children come and you kind of forget about that. And then they leave as we're in this boat now. And luckily, we've been able to keep up our friendship and we do things together that we enjoy so that we can go on and do that, playing golf or whatever it might be. Because a lot of couples just stare at one another once the kids are gone and you become strangers. Yeah. You have nothing in common anymore except those kids. Those are the people asking right now, what happens when you just get on Tinder, bang, have a baby, (laughs) and then you go right back to Tinder when it's all done? Well, I might be doing that myself very soon. <laughs> Listen, it's all good right now, but there is a film called War of the Roses. <laughs> we might be reenacting that very soon. Don't put that shovel away just yet. Another round of snow. Maybe not as much as we got, but uh, eh, we could get dumped on a little bit here. Maybe uh, 10, 10 to 20, they're saying. Uh, yeah, more in the west than the east. Uh, <laughs> never liked it. Never trusted the west. <laughs> So, yeah, we might have that to deal with over the uh, over the weekend. Anyhow, if it comes into this afternoon, tomorrow morning, eh, just leave it till Saturday. Right. We'll get to it on the weekend if you're busy. Yeah, who cares about the West? The Oakville already, they have snow removal services. Oh, sure. They've lived too good of a life out there anyhow. <laughs> Oakville. My in-laws just uh, had sold their place, and uh, and the couple that bought it, mm. first-time homebuyers, a young couple, mm. Just bought a house, you know, very expensive mm-hmm. starter home. Well, it's Oakville. A <laughs> and, tent is expensive in Oakville. And one of the questions they, they, they had first was, you know, who does your landscaping <laughs> and snow removal? Didn't they live in a it's townhouse? Like a, it's a townhouse, like single car driveway. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you need, like, the kid's Spider-Man shovel mm. and uh, and a pair of, like, good hedge. Yeah. Would cut your front lawn. Nail clippers. There's actually no lawn in the back either. It's all stone. Like it, it's There's nothing to do. But the first question was, well, who, who takes care of those services for you? And, you know, it's, uh, it, it, it is just the way it is. It's, it's much like when we joke about uh, young people not wanting to get their licenses. It's just not high on their priority list anymore. Land escaping and grass cutting and shoveling of snow and any outdoor maintenance is of zero many my boys i see it in my nieces and nephews you know i remember when we bought our first little place up in uh, caledon it it was a, it's a big lot it was like 50 by 180 so about a quarter of an acre is what they kind of figured it out to be i used i got so excited about getting my first lawnmower and cutting <laughs> that grass then i did it about twice and i thought this is ridiculous right yes but uh the, yeah my boys have zero interest they will be condo livers um, i'm sure just because they don't of cutting grass and shoveling snow. Well, and listen, hiring landscaping is one thing. Like, I'm not going to you know, redo my my walkway and porch. I call Rob Havery for sure, that. That's what course. they do. They also do, like, commercial yeah. snow plowing and that sort of thing. Well, they'll in big come areas. and cut a person's lawn if yeah, that's what you want. If that's Yeah, if you've got a massive property yeah. and, and you don't want to have to go buy the tractors and stuff, that's what they yeah. have those machinery for. Yeah, yeah. No, um, but he's even told me he's got clients that have properties our size. Yeah. There are people who just don't want to do it. That's true. Yeah. Um, but, but, you know, for the most part, you know, you know, your, your driveway mm. is, is your, 
you know, and, and hey, listen, if you're senior, like I've thought about getting the service for my parents, mm. right? Uh, you know, just so they don't have to trudge out on days like yesterday sure. or tonight. Yep. And uh, we did it for my mother and, and go out and, yeah. and you know, and they and they have those kind of uh, removal services. But yeah. when you, you know, a young couple with a one <laughs> driveway yeah. in a townhouse, yeah, <laughs> you it's think not well, shocking. And, and the other thing is, you know, first time home buyers. So you, right. you know, you've got like a like a nine hundred thousand dollar home, whatever mortgage that comes with. And then the first thing you think about is, well, how are we going to pay for snow removal? Well, yeah. shovels thirty bucks. The house, lock. the house has to have come by gift of 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 parents. It has to. I mean, the, what young couple? Unless you've come right out of med school into brain surgery. Right. I mean, I don't know how young they are, but if they're even in their early thirties or their late twenties, who saved up that twenty percent? On a $1,000 mortgage. Who's put that aside between schooling and other things? So I, I believe, and I saw it with my neighbors, uh, the couple that moved in next door, they sold out of Markham. They bought next door to us just before this little boom happened, so good for them. And they said they gave their son a big chunk mm. towards his home. Yeah. Because they probably sold their home in Markham for like a million and bought out here for like six hundred grand. Yeah, but even still, you know, carrying a, a $500,000, $600,000 mortgage. Mm-hmm. You know, is a, a new monthly nut for those that weren't sure. before. If I you couldn't were, afford it right now. If you're only paying a two hundred, two thousand dollar rent or something mm-hmm. like that downtown. But who, who knows? Yeah, every, everyone's got their own situation. Yeah, but it's just sure. I, I found it funny <laughs> that, that right away. It's getting to the point with young people that when they uh, have children. The uh, couple says, well, who's going to give birth to this baby? (laughs) Rock Mornings with With Craig Craig Venn and Lucky. Lucky. 94.9 The Rock.